When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside my brother James here to my left, my name is... What's your name, then? Uh, Pickles. My name is... (laughs) That's the best you could come up with. Yes. Oh my god. That's my go-to. Anyway, and, anyway, my name is Ryan Chambers. This is Starcastic Remarks. This is not a pickle podcast. We are, we are the official Dallas Earth podcast of THPN. Please go and use that code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. They are our sponsor for this episode. We appreciate them for being our sponsor. Uh, we are a day late, but uh, we figured we'd go ahead and do this because that was like the wrong game to not go live in yeah, that was like, so it was so sad. Like, but you were busy. Chris is obviously honeymooning, so he's not available. And then imagine I was traveling here. Like, yeah. And we, we, I literally told Amanda we had to stop for a second so I could at least record like a minute video talking about the game, which I posted like everywhere. But uh, Stars went in overtime, four to three over the Canucks. The, the Canucks, with that overtime loss, are now the best team in the NHL as of. Uh, before the games this evening, but still, initial thoughts. What do you think? Um, yeah, it's pretty. That was a really hard win. I mean, there was there was we pretty much it felt like we dominated the whole game, and then the Canucks just were extremely good on the chances they had and scored on all of them. But really, it, it felt like we dominated like ninety to ninety five percent of that game. Especially the first period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the, the first period especially, after they scored that first goal, uh, the Canucks scored the first goal, it just felt like the Stars completely dominated that whole period. Mm-hmm. I think by the end of the period, it was, what, 16-6 in shots? Something like that. Six. So, uh, crazy game overall. The my, my thing is, is and obviously it's the storyline of the night, is uh, Matt Duchesne. Like he has to be the storyline because, yeah. Again, this is this is coming up numerous different times, but that second line of Duchesne, Marchman, and Sagan have arguably been better than that top line of Hens, Robo, and Pavelski. Five on five, that's a hundred percent sure. Like without a doubt. I mean, power play, obviously, 
chemistry kind of helps a little bit. Yeah. Like the longer being together on the power play helps a lot, which is evident on the power play. But five on five, without a doubt, the Sagan Duchesne line is much, much better. Well, and it's it's even more obvious, and I know we a lot of people hate this stat, but it's it's the plus minus stat. When you go and look at the plus minuses for the season, like all three of those guys on the top line are nowhere near where they were last season. Yeah, they're they're my, I think they're all might they're all negative. Yeah, and then that second line is all positive. Yeah. I, I think actually Duchesne leads the stars in plus minus with plus ten. I think which makes sense. So it, it's it's ridiculous to watch this team right now, and. Yes, they are much better than the one-line team they were two years ago. But it's not the one-line you're expecting to be on the team right now. Like, Duchesne went through a like a goalless streak where he was still, you know, wrapping, getting yeah. points going with like, assists. This dude went, like, but, 11 games without scoring a goal. No one noticed. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't care. He was still noticeable, like, all the time, everywhere. He was He was producing offensively. On the defensive side, it seems like he was always in the right spot at the right time. So it just and what's what's even crazier for me about this game is that the first line also scored two goals. And yet we're not talking about <laughs> we're not talking about them at all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're, we're not talking about the top line, even though they did their thing tonight as well. So both the, that that's what that's what this team's vision was at the beginning of the season. We're we're like we have Robertson, Hintz, Pavelski, and then Duchesne, Sagan, Marchman. <laughs> it's like you have two first lines, and that's what it looked like. Well, and but it didn't start off that way, right? Especially like when you look at Marchman. Marchman, he was paid to be a top six forward. That's what we expected him, of him when he came. The first year, he struggled a lot. And even at the beginning of this year, he struggled a lot. But again, I'll point it out with him. The thing that seems like he's turned around with is the fact that he is just way more disciplined with the puck. Now he's he's still making errors in the defensive zone, right? He like it's still noticeable. I notice it mm-hmm. all the time, but it's acceptable and it's easier to forgive it when he, you see what the other stuff he does on the other side of the ice. Now he's still he's still pretty good defensively. He's way better than he was last year, but and he he still makes those mistakes. But he he kind of makes up for it with all the offense that he's yeah. done this year. Really, the thing that's changed a lot with him this year is his back checking. I mean, it, it's not as much as his defense as it is just him getting back and breaking up plays, breaking up rushes, and really that's where that's that's where most teams are the most dangerous. And he's he's been exceptional at breaking up rushes this year. And speaking of that, the all three of those guys, which I mean, Duchesne is the catalyst. Yeah, like him. like Hens is the catalyst for the top line for to make that makes Robo and Pavelski better. Now all three of them make each other better in different ways, but mm-hmm. Hens is the catalyst on that line because of his speed. Duchesne does the same thing on his line with his speed. So it, it, it's just it's so cool to watch the resurgence of Marchman and him playing better. And Duchesne and him coming in at uh, – he's got to have the best value contract in the NHL right now. He's got 30 points, I think, 29 points in the season. 29. It's 29. 29. He's almost a point per game, and he's making $3 million. And I'll say it again. He makes less than Roddick Fox. Yeah. Who we scratched the previous game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but and, and and it's nothing against Roddick Fox. I love the guy. I'm I'm probably the biggest fan of Roddick Fox out of, out of you, me, and uh, Chris. But still, the, the, the guy is 
Maybe I, I, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna open the the, the bag of worms that everyone's talking about. Do we resign? I know this has nothing to do with the game, but like, there's a lot of talk right now about resigning Matt Duchesne because of how he's played. Now, here's where here's how you look at it, right. He's 32 years of age, right? He's having a really good season. He might have the best season of his career this year, considering how he's playing right now. However, you've got two guys in the AHL right now who are lighting that league on fire right now mm -hmm. in Maverick Bork and uh, Logan Stankoven. And for a while, Logan Stankoven was the one that was getting all the goals, and it was consistent, like a goal a game or two goals here, there. And then all of a sudden, Maverick Bork does his thing that he did a couple of days ago and has a four-goal game. Like, literally, no one else scored for the Texas Sports. It was just Maverick. So do you re-sign Matt Duchesne knowing that he's going to get older and he's going to get slower and you still keep those guys down? Or do you let Matt Duchesne walk and allow those two guys down in the AHL to kind of fight for that roster spot like they should be? I don't think it matters, honestly. I really don't think this whole conversation matters because I don't think we're going to be able to pay him enough to, <laughs> to make him stay. Because on the pace that he is right now, he has he's, he's going to have an argument for making like eight to nine mil. Which like that sounds insane, but like if he puts up another ninety point season, he has an argument for it, but he's not going to get it. No, you know that. But he, he, he but, but I'm looking I'm looking at it as like he, he's going to get like six seven mil. And I can see seven. I can see seven. And you don't want to. You don't want to. For for us, we don't want to hold them for term. Right. Exactly. We don't even want to hold Pavelski for term. Yeah. Right, we keep signing him the one years over and yeah. over and over again. It's it's just it's not a great idea. And also, if the team has any playoff success, he can go literally anywhere. Anywhere he wants. That's fair. Yeah, but. I, I just don't – I agree with you. I just don't see how the Stars are going to be able to re-sign him. If all. we can, yes. Uh, but if he's asking for, like, honestly, like, more than four years is, like, the longest. You, I would I give him three. Long. Yeah, and that I feel, I feel like – And even, even three is long, I would feel like. Yeah. And now, he fits really well in, uh, I'll just say, the culture of, of the South. That's what he's, he's used to. He was from – he's – Lived in Tennessee for all those years before he got bowed out. So he's very he's very comfortable here. And maybe that's why he's performing so well. It's because it feels like home, like Nashville did. But, I mean, he could sign for another year or two contract for a bargain price because he doesn't need to get paid. He's getting paid from that buyout. And he, pr he proved this past offseason that, you know, he doesn't really care about the money all that. I mean, he, he could have lost you this past offseason, gone out and gotten five or five and a half million. So I, I I could see it where he resigns with the Stars for another year or two, and he's there making four or four and a half million, maybe somewhere along the lines of what Mason Marchman is getting. So I, I could see that. It, it really depends on what he wants to do, honestly. Well, and it also depends on if. Jim Nill just wants to hand a roster spot to either uh, Logan or Maverick. That's the that's the other thing is you, you kind of have to discuss and talk kind of talk about it a little bit too. But okay, sorry, random random uh, thing there. Box of but, worms. Yeah, box of worms, can of worms, whatever you want to call it. But 
it, it's it was worth talking about. Okay, uh, so the other guy we hadn't talked about on the line who had a really good game is, is and just a really good mo- last month is Sagan as well. Yeah. And what's what's nice for Sagan is that he has been able to kind of take a backseat. In, in, in a way, he's not, but he is in some other aspects. He's not the same flash and dash guy that he was before he had his hip surgeries. And now with Duchesne, he doesn't have to do that. No. But he still has his hockey IQ, very much like Pavelski does. And he's able to, and he still has some speed too. He, he still has it. He just doesn't have the same mobility that he used to. But it, I love when players who have who are older, or they've gone through injuries that have kind of dampened their career a lot, kind of forced their way back into the conversation a little bit. And you know something that we haven't heard about uh, Tyler Sagan is the value of his contract. We have not we have not talked about it on this podcast in a very long time. And one of those reasons why is is because he's a, he's been able to take a back seat, and because he's taken a back seat, he's actually performing at, at a better pace than he has in years. Mm-hmm. And that's all thanks to Matt Duchesne. It's also kind of hard for us as Stars fans to point at his contract and be like, eh, he's making so much and does so little when we know that he literally had to relearn how to walk. That's pretty tough when you're talking about your skating for your living. Yes. <laughs> so exactly. sitting at 23 points after having to go through all that is pretty spectacular when you consider what we've been able to put up around him. All right. uh, Moving on from, from Sagan though is so when they scored the goal to go up three to two, my other team, the other team. Yes. The, the other team, we won't even say the bad team. I don't want to talk about them. My storyline was going to be going into this episode was the battle of the third month. Because especially for Vancouver, the battle of the third lines, they they won that battle. They were dominant. They were completely dominant over our our third line. And and the the crazy thing is this is probably one of the better games that that third line has had in a while. Again, they have not looked as dominant as they were last year. They haven't needed to be. But in in, I said tonight's game, last night's game, it was really good. They looked a lot better than they have in a really long time. Yeah, it's it's just tough when. You think about the pairings and how the defensive pairings kind of end up working out because the third line's going to end up with Hamley every single time they touch the ice, which like not every, pretty much every time. <laughs> but Hamley isn't like the worst defenseman you could think of, but offensively, yeah, he's probably the worst defenseman you could think of. So there, there, I, I can't. I was so frustrated with him the other last night because he would he would dance the entire team out of space if he had the puck in the offensive zone he would dance up in the corner and then suddenly everyone's covered and he's about to get pressured out of the zone he just has to dump it in and that happened at least four or five times in the game and every single time it's like he's just he's killing all of our momentum well better him do that than you know other options like turn the puck over aka ryan cedar that's true but at the same time when you're talking about a game where you are struggling to score in, which we did for a large majority of the game, it's really, really tough to have to justify having Hanley on the team. 
Well, that that third line of Vancouver the, with Garland, Joshua, and I think it was Teddy Bluger, uh, former uh, Pittsburgh Penguin. Uh, those three guys together have looked really good. And uh, actually, one of the uh, one of the storylines coming out of uh, Vancouver's camp is the fact that uh, Andre Kuzmenko was uh, one of the big acquisitions that they had last off season. Had a really good first season with uh, the Canucks last year. And he has just not been able to find a home on any of the four lines. And he's been a healthy scratch for like four times in a row now. So that's uh, one of the storylines coming out of that. So, but again, with that third line, I really thought that that was going to be something that we were going to talk about is that the depth of the Vancouver Canucks actually beat our depth. And thankfully that wasn't the case, but what did you, what do you see out of the Vancouver Canucks? What makes them like completely different compared to last year? They just score on their opportunities, and they have Demko back. I really think that's what it is. It's the confidence. I, I think it's, it's the confidence in it's literally Thatcher getting Demko, in my opinion. It's a big. Well, that's and, a big and part of Smith. it. And the Smith. Smith has he's been, been ridiculous very good. Too. He's been a good backup for them. So. And he's also been ridiculous this year in particular. But it, I think even more so, it is that is that scoring on every chance they get. It feels like. I mean, it, they had twenty shots on us last night had three goals that's crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> and and i didn't feel like any of them shouldn't have gone in yeah i guess you're right yeah especially that third one that third one was rough to get but swiss cheese yeah yeah the third defense not not wedgwood at all wedgwood was great um okay so let, let's get to the obvious uh well no one thing the penalty kill for the dinosaurs yeah. Would you? I mean, I mean, it, it, it continues good. to click. Yeah, it's it, like, <laughs> like the 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 one thing that I thought was going to change with the penalty kills, we're going to see a little bit more of some other defensemen back there because they want to limit the time with Lindell and Hockenbaugh together. But I couldn't have been more wrong about those two guys on on, on the penalty kill. They're ridiculous. And, and the fact that like uh, Essa Lindell leads the league and. Penalty kill time. He's number one, sure. and Hockenpah is number five. Yeah, I mean, so they, they play all of the almost exclusively. Yeah, on the, and, no, and sometimes the like, entire two minutes. Yeah, unless it's like they got fifteen seconds left in it, and they dumped it down the ice. They pretty they play the whole thing every single time. I mean, you, you see, it, it's so weird to go look at our time on ice for defensemen, and they that's where they get all their minutes because. If they didn't have, if they didn't play shorthanded all the time, then Haskinen would have been playing there, and you'd see Haskinen at 28, 30 minutes a night. That's why Haskinen is a little bit down in time on ice this year. I mean, he's playing all of it, even even strength or on the power play. He and, doesn't and, touch and the ice. And sometimes on both units of the power play. Too. Yeah, We've sometimes he just stays out there. He's like, yeah, I'm like, taking Thomas Harley. And that was on Chris. No. Ryan Suber? No, no, no. Although no, I do, I do like seeing Harley on the power play. I think purely, we'll that purely because of his shot, he finds a way to get it to the net, and he finds a way to get it in the net this year. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there here in just a second. But uh, it's just so much fun to watch those two guys on the on the penalty kill because they're both just huge, <laughs> giant human beings. We put and, our wall of flesh in the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not not quite as big as uh, Vancouver's wall of flesh. They've got 
uh, Zadorov, who's like six six, and then they've got Tyler Myers, who is six seven, on that third pairing, and that that's just a a knot of humanity that's ridiculous. But regardless, I mean, there's a reason why our penalty kill has been good for the last three years. It's mostly because of those two guys. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, just look at block shots too. They're like the only two people on the team who block shots as much as anyone else. They they had three. Hawk had three. Lindell had four. Everyone else on the team did not have more than one. That's crazy. <laughs> so they, 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 they're, 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 they're exactly. the only two people doing that, and they it's because they play on the penalty kill. That's why I think the penalty kill sucks. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. For some of the money line odds for the games tomorrow on the 15th, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, the Flyers have a plus 210, the Hurricanes have a minus 258. You can also take a look at the Kraken and the Oilers, two of the bottom feeders of the Pacific. The Kraken had a plus 154, the Edmonton Oilers at a minus 185. And then you've got also the high-flying Canucks against the Islanders. The Canucks are at a minus 155, and the Islanders are at a plus 130. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. All right. Uh, I want to talk about the other side, too, because this has been a... I don't want to say it's been a problem because we've been able to overcome it. But uh, our power blend looks like it, it's, it's on a downward... Not a downward spiral, spiral, but it's definitely on the down. It's on the down, right? It is on the down right now, and especially the last three games. And it, it, it looked better to uh, last, as I say today, it looked better last night compared to the previous two games, but there's still, there's still no, no goals, no goals at, yeah. out of, out of the power play. And I, it's not like we had, didn't have our chances. We had three. Yeah. Well, two and a half. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie Ben. No, I'm just kidding. But I don't that know. Hopefully will not, be a problem it, the, go moving forward because the stars have been able to outscore their problems, especially with Otten Jimmy. Well, the the thing with the power play is that it disappears and it shows up randomly, and that's what happened at the beginning of the season. It happened all season last year. Uh, it's it's just how this power play works. They just they 
sometimes they get in a rhythm and they just click and they're scoring on like every half, every second power play. 50%. Yeah. Whatever. And then, and then they just disappear for like 10 games. <laughs> They'll come back eventually, but got to win games some other way. And right. that, that's where the penalty hit kill is like even it's More, way better. It's it, way it, better it than the power play. And it shows how consistent it's been because they are, constantly killing every penalty every night it feels like it, yeah. it feels like no one scores on them yeah. except when they give one up to st louis <laughs> when, when, think, when racers think, think like, how bad they how bad they're probably. i think like half of our <laughs> half of our goals that we give up on the penalty kill have been against the worst power plays in the league i it, it's it's just I, that, would that would it be fun. That would be fun to look up. That would be fun to look up and see what uh, like who we've given the power play goals to. I mean, we played the Rangers back a couple nights ago, and we didn't give them anything. Yeah, they're the best power yeah, play unit in the league. They're like almost thirty percent, or I think they are thirty percent. Mm. Okay. Um. All right. So moving on to the last little bit of this uh, this game was uh the third period but by the way just overall this game was probably my favorite game of the season just just from an entertainment perspective very fun two of the best teams in the nhl going at it and it it was like it, the stars had a lead at one point the, the the canucks had a lead at one point and never looked like any either team was going to lose and it didn't look like either team was really going to lose mm-hmm. I, I don't really count a shootout as a win but then the things at the end of the overtime happened and so for the most part in the overtime dallas would control a majority of you didn't even talk about the zion goal yeah well we'll we'll get to that too but i want to get to i want to get to overtime first but we get they can they control it for the majority of of overtime they eventually give it up vancouver gets a rush one way and then the stars get turn the puck over in the offensive zone going the opposite way it's two on zero against Wedgewood with Pedersen and whoever eighty one. I, I, I can't remember I, his name, but I think it's Joshua. I think it's Dakota Joshua. It was who had scored a goal in yeah. the game. When that two on zero was happening, what were you thinking? Oh, I thought it was in the back of the net. I, I they're going to give it to Pedersen. He's got to roof it and score. Yes, I, I thought we were screwed. I, I honestly thought was like, oh man, what a great game! It was such a sad way for it to end. I mean, that's and what then, you're looking and then, at. And then Wedgwood was like, no, sir. Not yet. <laughs> not Today is not that day. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> that is probably the best save of the season. The it's most clutch the biggest. save yeah. of the season so far for the Ducks. Not the coolest, but the definitely the biggest. Yes. And that that's it, it just goes to show you the fact that even though Wedgwood does seem to give up three goals a game, which it seems like a lot of the time it's not really his fault. It's the odd man rushes that the Stars defense gives up. But it just goes to show you how good he is. And for, again, you know, we talked about Matt Duchesne having a bargain of a contract at $3 million. Can you tell me how much Wedgwood He makes $1 million. $1 million. <laughs> he's our backup. And no, he's a starter right now. He is a starter right now. He is a starter. In Most backups are starters right now. <laughs> it, it is literally his net. Mm-hmm. Like He will be playing every single game unless he is absolutely exhausted mm-hmm. until Otter comes back. So we, we can talk about bargains. 
Maybe Wedgwood is the best bargain in the NHL. So far, he is. He hasn't lost in regulation yet. Well, I, it's like 7-1-1, one, one, which is ridiculous. I think he's 8-1-2. and two. What, Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll look at he, he, he basically doesn't lose, is what it feels like. And to have that as someone in your backup, even if he lets in three goals a night, I mean, if you're winning, who cares? <laughs> right, right, yeah. So this was one of the anomalies that... Uh, that the Steve Dangle podcast is talking about because they got Martin Jones on their team. Oh. And last year, terrible, sucky stats for yeah, goals against seven. Yeah. But won over 20 games. Yeah. He won 27 games. <laughs> I don't know. Don't <laughs> have to Maybe this is another one of those those kind of but but you see Wedgwood does have over yeah. a nine. Wedgwood, <laughs> yeah, Wedgwood has a it's like a nine oh seven or something. Nine oh three this year. Oh, it's right. So here's here's the funny thing. He was 9-8 and 3 last year with a 272 and a 915 save percentage. That's really good stats for a backup. This year he's 8-1 and 2. So he's lost one game out of 11, right? Like truly only lost one game out of 11. I don't count the overtime losses. 3.17 goals against average. So he's giving up more than three goals a game. And his save percentage is 903. But it seems like the stars are able to play really good in front of him. And and it's not like we're watching him and just literally just eye test watching him and saying, oh, well, he's sucking it up this year more than last year. No, I think he's been better than last year. I don't think he's been better, but he's been about the same. Really? He's been what we needed, and that's solid. And what we really needed last night after him getting scored on three times in 20 shots was a save at the very end of the game, and he gave it to us, and then we went back and scored for him. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what we needed, and that's what he gave us. And then we ended the game right after that. Didn't let him face another. So let's go ahead and, and discuss Harley. Harley, oh my uh, the, the guy. A monster. It, and I'll say it again. This is like the fourth or fifth time I've said this in the last two weeks. He's the number two defenseman for the Dallas Stars right now. Yep, without a doubt. It's not Suter. It's not, it's not I, I would say Essa was probably our number two for a long behind time, Miro. Yeah. He was really and truly our number two defenseman. But Harley is very quickly starting to get some recognition around the NHL. He oh, scores the goal it's almost, in the third period. And he also and, and then he, and then he returns the favor to Duchesne, yep. who set him up for the previous game in overtime. He sets up Duchesne. Duchesne pots it for the overtime winner with nine seconds left. I mean, you can't get much more exciting than that. And on, on top of all of this, Harley looks like a true defenseman. It's it's not yeah. just he, he's not John Klingberg who is terrible at defense and is only good at offense. The crazy, he's, he's good at both ways. The crazy thing from last night for me is that he was on the ice during that third Swiss cheese goal that they gave up. It wasn't his fault though. It can't, I mean, no, no one no one on the ice that, touched the puck. You and right. I just okay, you and no. I just watched it. It, it, was, it was Hamley. It was it Hamley. Was not Harley. But Harley was on the ice too when it happened. Okay, but and he runs not... into Wedgwood at the same time. It doesn't matter if it's fully his fault or not. He was on the ice. It's his entire line got swissed. <laughs> Done, you know. And not the Finnish mafia, the Swedish mafia. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, and seemingly he was upset from that. And understandably so, because they the stars played such a great game and they're behind with five minutes left. What does he do the very next time he gets on the ice? He gets the puck and puts it in the back of the net to tie the game. That's crazy. That's something that we don't see, that we haven't seen from like any Stars players even. Like they get scored on, and they're, it feels like they're kind of just down on themselves for the rest of the game. 
Right. But he he took it back and got it back for the team. Well, he kind of stole uh, Robbie Henderson he did, a little bit. But but <laughs> but to be fair, but he was there. The, the he amount of times he's done that with with Robertson passing it over to him like that is ridiculous. He does it all the time. I don't know how many primary assists Robertson has on Harley's oh, goals, wow. but it has to be like around half. So uh, one of the things that I was looking at before we went live here tonight was, uh, I think it was Bruce Levine. It might have been somebody else. I can't can't remember it. I can't find it. Okay, but anyways, basically what it was is I was talking about Thomas Harley and his goal scoring in the NHL right now, right? So going into the game, eight goals. Yeah, eight goals. He ends the game with nine, obviously. He gets the one that ties the game that allows the Stars to force overtime. And to even get the win in overtime, he sets up the game winner. Um, he is now tied for the league lead, not rookies, not just the league lead and defenseman goal scoring. Yeah. You know who he's tied with? Uh, he was tied with Quinn Hughes. He and, and 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 now Rasmus Dahlin, who scored. Those are two of the best defensemen in the NHL this season, especially yeah. Quinn Hughes. He has more goals than Kale McCarr right now. Well, Kevin McCarr's been kind of hurt, to be honest with you. He's played but 28 that's games. That's the they point. played the same amount of games. Thomas Harley was hurt. He got that huge board in that five minutes. Okay, he was hurt, fair. too. That's fair. Right. I mean, they it's more goals. Who's better? It's Thomas Harley, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Harley is better than Kevin McCarr. So much better. Yeah, but but it, it does go to show you, and, and I don't expect... Thomas Hardley to keep this pace up. If he does, I hope he race. That would be amazing. He's on pace. Like, what are we at? The thirty game mark. He easily can hit twenty goals if he keeps this pace up. But I, 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 he's definitely going to hit double digits. That's fair to say. He just needs one. He needs one more goal. Oh, you're being sarcastic. All right. (laughs) Okay, but he's obviously going to get there. But like, if he keeps up this pace, he could be a twenty goal scorer on this team. This could be the first 20 goal scorer that we've seen in a very long time. I, I, I can't even I've been watching Stars hockey for as long as I've been alive. And I know way more stats than I should <laughs> than I should have at the Dallas Stars. I don't know if we've ever had a 20 goal score. In defenseman? For defenseman. Beats me. I wouldn't. No, wait. Maybe Philip Boucher. Maybe Philip Boucher back in 2007. He's the only one I can think of. But <coughs> man, is that guy gonna get paid at the end of the season? Yeah. He is the number two guy. How, how much do you think he gets paid? Um it really depends on if they want to do like bridge deal stuff or not, but we'll see. That's partially why I'm looking at our team and I'm like, how do we re-sign Matt Duchesne? We yeah. have so many people who we have to give money. Yeah. I mean, Audinger is making like what? Four and a half, and then I think it's. You might be right. You might be right. And then and then Robertson is making seven, like six something, whatever it is. I think it's like seven seven five. I think Robertson's making. It's we are kind of underpaying our our young players, like without a doubt. Well, what's funny is that, like, when Matt Duchesne leaves, we're going to replace him with either Logan or Maverick. Yeah. And those guys are going to be making less than a, than a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, towards the cap. So that that's just 
crazy to think that how lucky we are with the uh, the stuff we have right now. Okay, well, my phone's being stupid right now, so I can't look it up. But regardless of the fact, he, he's gonna make like five six million at least if if we're talking a bridge deal, like three years, I think. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes, but. Man, I am so excited for this team. He's got and, a crazy shot. And and <laughs> that game, that game really gave me made me feel a lot better we, about about how we're playing right now. Yeah, and we really I, it and, felt like we really needed that game. Yes, that was a huge game for us to win. And you even pointed this out, and I hadn't never even realized that, that was the first time we had ever beat Thatcher Denko. Yep, first time. I and mean, it took overtime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, Seven zero and one against us now. That's crazy. There's a one after that seven. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we'll see how the stars do uh, tomorrow night. They're facing the Predators, the Peacats. Yep. Duchesne comes back to Nashville. That's gonna score a hat trick. I'm calling it now. I said four goals. Four? I'm gonna price is right, you. Oh my word. <laughs> Maverick Bark just did it. Why can't Matt Duchesne do it? Oh, man. Right. Oh, I, we we've put up like seven or eight goals on the PCAS like two or three times. Right. Exactly. Years. So I mean, exactly. it's possible. All right. Well, uh, we gotta do our biggest winner and biggest loser. Uh, the biggest winners are really easy. So let's just do the biggest loser yeah. first. Who's our biggest loser? Biggest loser, uh, Joel Hanley. I feel like anytime he plays more than ten minutes, he gets in trouble. How much did he pay? He did played he almost thirteen. Thirteen? Almost wow, thirteen. That's, that's a lot. That was a lot, and it it. it, it I could feel it, <laughs> especially that goal. That the the third goal that was he was the, lost. That he was the play he should have been. There for, yes. That was definitely a play he, he should have been there for, unfortunately, and he wasn't there for it. But there's not really anybody that the stars could pull up, even from the AHL right now, that would be better than Joel Hanley. Nope. I mean, you you could call up uh, Petrovic, who's Kind of been a fringe NHLer. Same thing with Derek Poyot. Except we can't call him up anyway. Yeah, because we have no cap space. We we basically have to waive Hanley. I don't think Hanley would Hanley would get picked up by a team. No, he, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. He's a very good seventh guy. So, mm. uh, but I don't know. I would like to see Hanley get about the same amount of minutes in the next game, and see how it goes. I don't think it's gonna go good, but we'll see. Honestly, uh, we might we we might put Nilsson. That that's how bad I felt it was. I didn't think he was well. I, again, it, it I, was, I said that about the, Nils two games ago, and he got pulled out. So it was it was the dancing point. himself out of space in the offensive zone, and then the Swiss cheese goal at the end of the game. Yeah, I guess. Well, okay, so your biggest winners or biggest loser is uh, Joel Hanley. I'll, I'll give mine to Joel Hanley as well. That just the, that that third honestly, goal. Like, I thought I honestly thought that was a dagger goal. I, I honestly thought that was a dagger goal, and the, the storyline into this game was going to be the third lines and the fact that our third line did not produce offensively and theirs did, and we, we would be having a totally different discussion right now with the depth of the Dallas Stars versus the depth of the Vancouver Canucks, and the Vancouver Canucks looking like a Stanley Cup contender compared to the Stars not really looking like one. But that uh, that changed with. Thanks to Harley and Wedwood and Matt Duchesne. But uh, biggest winner. Who's your biggest winner? Who are you going to give it to? Uh, I'll give it to the other, other obvious one. Okay, well, I'm going to give mine to Thomas Harley. Okay. Because Thomas Harley has been ridiculous the past couple of games. Uh, 
he gets the game tying goal in pure determination, steals it from Rope Hens. <laughs> the, Goes five hole anyway, like Rope would have done and scores. And then the huge stretch pass up the end of overtime. I mean, what are the Canucks doing changing there? There's nine seconds left. Just stay, stay on the ice. But anyway, the as a crazy stretch pass, and then Duchesne just again five hole. Uh, if you want to know where to shoot against Thatcher Demko, apparently it's five hole. Because three of the four goals were in five hole. And the only one that didn't was a one handed shank, <laughs> which was beautiful, by the way. The Sagan goal was beautiful. Um, I want to give it to Tyler Sagan because I'm really excited to see him doing really well. Almost a point per game but in his last. Week. I, I know that's the that was the I was gonna he's say one, that. I think, I think he's, he's he has eleven. Under. He has eleven and twelve, which is ridiculous. So, um, and I really want to give it to Matt Duchesne as well. But we've been singing the praises of Matt Duchesne recently. So, who I'm gonna give it to is I'm gonna give it to Scott Winchwood. Rob. He he did exactly that. You're right, James. <laughs> robbed he he absolutely day. right now. He absolutely robbed uh, Elias Pettersson, and the game should have ended there. And if he doesn't make that save in overtime, as clutch as that was, then Harley and and Duchesne's antics and their ability to put the puck in the back of the net are kind of mute. Yeah, honestly. Yep. Like. That's why that's why goaltending is the most important position in all of sports. It really is, and we're very blessed and lucky that we've got a guy in uh, Scott Wedgwood who can be our backup and and do it. He's done over the last three games. It's just kind of it's your net, and you, we're gonna ride you till you're dead, basically. Yep. And then we'll throw Matt Murray in there. Yep. So he's my biggest winner. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Anyway. Uh, upcoming schedule, we get to play the P-Cats just before the Christmas break. And then just after the Christmas break, we get to play the St. Louis Blues. And then for uh, just before New Year's, I think it's the 29th, we play Chicago. And then on New Year's, we play Chicago again. Because three points, hopefully. Uh, we're bound to lose one of those, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Bernard. I mean, it's Connor Bedard. It's not even Connor Bedard. It's just we're bound to lose one. I really hope we don't because this is the perfect time to just get all of our points now. Because we were talking about, oh, our schedule is so hard. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Now it's easy. Okay, it's easy now. You're playing. You're playing the teams you should beat. Just beat them, and we'll. We will be first in the division. In any anyway. Anyway, I don't care if it's in overtime. Even if it's bad, even if it looks bad on the ice, and we win in a terrible way, just get the two points. These next four games are very, very winnable. And if you win all of them, we're first in the division at the end of 2022. That would be really cool. So, all right. Well, James, thanks for doing this with me. Appreciate you as always. Score. Touchdown. Touchdown. Okay. Uh, Stars are 4-0-1 in their last five. It looks like they're going to hopefully continue that with the next couple of uh, opponents that they will be playing. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And uh, we'll probably discuss this on Sunday, James. But the top of the Central... Dude, the Central has seven uh, teams above NHL at 500 right now. Guys. And, uh, like, seriously, with Winnipeg and us and the Avs... I thought we would run away with the division a little bit. Maybe it would be us and the Abs. 
Winnipeg has kind of come out of nowhere and said, oh, hey, guys. So, I, I exist. <laughs> and they've looked good. They've looked good. So, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, Sunday, and we'll discuss that. Uh, hopefully, uh, Chris will be around. No, I, I don't really know. I don't really know. It's the Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, he won't be for next game. No. Uh, very... It yeah. might be longer, but he definitely won't be back for next game. Yes, for sure for that. Um, I do want to let you guys know, and I'm really excited about this. Uh, I will be going to a, a couple of road games this season. This will be my first road games uh, for the Dallas Stars. I'm going on March 8th and March 9th to uh, the L.A. area where uh, the Stars are going to do their back-to-back against the Ducks and then the Kings the following night. So I'm really excited for that, and uh, yeah, we'll see how uh, we'll see how the stars do in California. Up to that point, Kings are doing really well. Obviously, they're one of the best teams. But in- they're bad at home. They are bad at home. That is true. I think they're 500 now. And then uh, the Ducks. We know how the Ducks have been doing the last month. They, they the started off ducks. so good. The poor yeah. Ducks. I mean, yeah. again, another another Sunday night topic. We'll discuss that. It's a tragedy. Okay. Anyways, guys, thank y'all for listening. To those who are live. Uh, those of you who are listening afterwards, we really appreciate y'all as well. There's even more of y'all that are doing that. Uh, and as always, we want to thank uh, DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor for this episode. So go and use that promo code THBN, please. Seriously, go and use it. Um, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow night after the Stars take on the PCATs and Matt Duchesne's returns to Nashville and to the States. The PCATs. Uh, along with James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, James, do the GG. GG, boys.